Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to the Rick Shields podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Rick Shields. I'm here with producer Guy. We are kind of on location today, but somewhat of a sentimental location emotional yes we'll come on to that very minute in a minute guys got an action-packed episode coming your way uh, loads to discuss loads to talk about um we're going to talk about fashion we are the people who are speaking about fashion rick <laughs> we're going to talk about nightmare golf stories we're going to talk listener of the week and much much more last week's was we rated it at the start last week didn't we i think out in with a seven and you said you need to sell it better good news is today is going to be a nine whoa i'm gonna go 9.5 but let's just go nine i think it's gonna be a good one we're gonna go for a little 40 minutes to an hour special we'll see how long when people can look at this now and see how long the episode is so they know how it's gone if it's 40 minutes it's not gone well if it's over an hour it's gone really well wow yeah it's not gonna be over an hour um (laughs) (laughs) we are um we are here today i feel like this is like a we are here today to crown the arrival well Uh, do we Will the title say what this is? It'll say something like End of an Era. Yeah, End of an Era. Right, so we're down here today at Prairie Sports Village. You might have heard me say that once or twice before. Here, at, I'll, I'll do the proper intro. Hey guys, it's Rick Shields down here at Quest Golf Academy here at Prairie Sports Village. Stumbled my lines. Known it for a while though, to be fair. So yeah, we are in the Teaching Academy here at Prairie. Um, and this is somewhat of a of a end of an era because... This was the last filming session ever to be done in this academy today. We filmed the new Titleist review, which will be coming out later this week. Um, and unfortunately, yeah, moving on from this place, um, since kind of lockdown and building a home simulator and not coaching as much, I don't particularly need a space like this anymore. Um, so yeah, I've packed my stuff and uh, I'm ready to leave. We're sat in an empty... So if you remember the video, remember the videos from like, let's say two, three years ago, you had loads of tour bags on one side way too many like open editions pj champs editions etc callaway tailor-mades etc now we've got a sainsbury's bag that's got my um banana in it we've got a tesco bag we've got a rugby ball a football and a <laughs> medicine ball and two tennis rackets a, a tennis racket and a cricket bat yeah um and it's really is looking empty soulless yeah and it's so- sad it is sad. The story the story goes, four years ago, me and Pete Finch moved into here. And if you think this looks sad now, you should have seen it when we first moved in. It was it was so lifeless. And we painted it, we decorated it, we put TVs on the wall. Um, we put a new mat in, new floor in, put in green, new little station where we coached from. Nice little green chair, black chair. Do you think this is a bigger room that looks on camera? I think it is. I think most people that came in here for a lesson... 
and would walk in after seeing it on camera, said two things. One, aren't you tall? Yeah. I get that so often. Like, ridiculous amounts. Well, are you, are you, I'm, aren't you tall, slim, and really good looking? Cause the on second the video, to rely. Because <laughs> on the videos, you don't look it. You're, you're like, taller you're than like, people you're think. You're like a short little fat man. <laughs> no, you're... Right, I always joke, cause I'm not six foot. But I'm five foot eleven and three quarters. But I don't want to say I'm six foot because every fella thinks, oh, I'm six foot and I'm genuinely not six foot, but I'm so close to being it. But I'm not. So hold my hands up. I am not six foot. You're comfortably taller than me. I reckon yeah. you're six one. Well, this is what's funny. I always say I'm six foot and a lot of people, when I say that to them, they go, no, you must be taller than that. Yeah. Well, On like, camera, people think you're short for some I reason. I saw somebody, when you played a tall Paul who's seven foot seven and you said like, I'm six foot or whatever. This Paul is seven foot seven. There was a lot of comments. I was like, no, you're not, Rick. You're at 5'8". And that actually annoyed me, weirdly. I was like, no, you are. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a weird one. But either way, uh, we digress. Yeah, so it is a much bigger space. It's been an amazing, amazing place. The uh, Wes, the manager down here, has been amazing. Um, you know, the whole vibe of it has been such a nice place. But like I said, the end of an era. Um, it, what's mad is 2010 is when I started at Trafford, Trafford Golf Centre, what was play golf at the time. I was there for five years. I then moved from uh, Trafford over to Lytham Golf Academy from 2015 to 2016. And then ever since 2016, I've been here uh, coaching, uh, teaching a number of students. I remember the first ever day coaching down here. I had a guy over from Germany for 12 hours coaching. Wow. That was like the first day. And I remember coming in and, and Wes, the manager, was like, yeah, you know, I think you might be busy. And he said, you know, who have you got in today? I went, I've got a guy from Germany. He was like, what yeah, <laughs> he's come to Burnley crazy. for a golf lesson I'm like yeah uh, but it is crazy like I say it's uh, it's been great but not coaching as much and now I've got a, um, a film a studio at home simulator um, and now we use Marriott a lot more for filming uh, we're packing up giving giving the keys back for somebody to to rightly so turn this into the gol- golf academy it should be it should be a busy place and over the last year or so just with me being busy Pete being busy it has kind of uh Stood, stood empty more than it should have done. Um, but yeah, it's been a class place. And like I say, we're recording the podcast from here today. We didn't realise how echoey, echoey it would be without any furniture, really. Yeah. So it is a bit echoey. So we've actually opened the shutter halfway just to let a bit of uh, air in. So hopefully it's not as echoey. Um, but apart from that, it's been good. I'm going to give five things I like about Pro Sports Village. Okay, you might need to help me because I've got three. Okay. The food, number one. Correct. So I think they've recently got new caterers, which I can't comment on. It looks great up there. But the jacket potatoes here, the chicken goujons here. So good. Um, that was the other one. I was like, what was it? Um, like, um, Chili con carne. You had Chili con carne. I had a lot. Oh, yeah, that was good. Half and half, half. and half chips, half rice. <laughs> um, so the food has always been number one. Secondly, controversial, but accessibility. Yeah. It's so close to the motorway. It is. For me, it's about 40 minutes to get here, but it's a great drive. Third thing I like about Prairie is the staff. Like the you staff said, are great. Wes is really sound. Yeah, Crystal, and Dean, they're all so nice. Dead nice, dead pleasant. And we sometimes use Wes when we're doing videos. So I said to you, <laughs> imagine when you're trying to explain a uh, product feature in a video, imagine you're telling Wes. Yeah, so Wes, the manager down here, he's about the same age as me in his, in his kind of 30s. Uh, he's done a great job, to be fair. He's a big responsibility looking after somewhere like this because it's got the driving range, the the food establishment, the football pitches, the conference rooms. He does a great job. And he's a massively avid, you know, keen golfer. I think he plays on about 12 or so. 
I thought he was more like 15, but I could Maybe. be totally wrong. I don't know. Whenever we're walking in with a bag full of uh, he new clubs, he's like, oh, what have you got, Rick? What? And, and I explain it to Wes in about 30 seconds that makes sense, that's, that's concise and everything. And when I come on camera, it takes me about four minutes to say the same things. Yeah. <laughs> but no, but, yeah, but you do a good job of that. But Wes is like, he's, he's the kind of guy, probably like a lot of viewers, who knows enough to know, obviously, what clearly what like loft is, what uh, spin means, etc. all the basics, but he's not super, super nerdy. So it's a good person to like, can relate stuff to. My fourth thing I like about here um, is the fact they've got loads of screens with the golf on. Yeah. So if you want to watch the golf and you come here, like as we speak, European tours on. Yeah. And then fifth and final thing, I'll let you go over this one, Rick. For me, it's it's the people who come down here yeah. and use the facility. Like it's it's a facility, it's a sports and leisure facility, but it's not just golf, it's football and rugby, as I mentioned before. And it's always like hustle and bustle. Like even yeah. on a cold, horrible kind of winter's day, the place is busy with other things rather than just golf. You still get people out there on driving range, regardless of the weather, shelling balls, which I think you must be crazy. But either, and, and also it invests, like they're just in tra- um, installing shot tracer and stuff at the moment. Top tracer, it's not a shot very, tracer. It's a very progressive place, I would say. Yeah. You know what I'm going to miss most? Should, should, I, should we leave? <laughs> I feel like I might take the keys back. You know what, you know what I miss the most? I don't want to go. <laughs> we used to film here probably three or four times a week. We did. And every time, there's me and the cameraman, either Tim or Harry, mostly Tim and obviously Rick, we would get a nice lunch, wouldn't we? We're talking, as we said, your jackets, your Diet Coke for Rick, etc. Chili con carne for me. <laughs> and every time, Rick would very kindly treat us and, and put on his tab. What I will miss the most is you see, seeing you pay your tab every quarter and get eye-watering bill in the hundreds of pounds, wasn't it? Because you'd run up such a bill. And I'd check it so As thoroughly. if you knew what you were looking for. 21 chilli can carnies and five <laughs> bottles of water for me. That should be 20. What was yeah. the biggest bill you've ever had? Can you remember? Probably like 400 quid. Oh my. And the food's not overpriced. It's no. just you've run it that long. Yeah. They're very good with the tab. People would be like, just to get on Rick's tab. Uh, so yeah, end of an area, big... It, you know, exciting to see what happens with this place. And I think it will be moving into good hands from what I am aware of. Um, the next thing we need to talk about is our fashion section of the podcast. Yeah, we should have got uh, Mia Baker back on for this, really. Our fashion guru. What a crazy, crazy weekend of, I don't know what, like, it's irrelevant um, golf news. I've got two opinions on it. So we're talking about the hoodie. Tyrrell Hatton wearing a hoodie for four days of tournaments. Yeah. Tyrrell wore it. John uh, John Smith wore it. Um, and to be fair, not the first people to wear it. But weirdly, no. it seemed... Was it because he was leading? What what made the spotlight on it this week? I think... And I said to you over the weekend... Um, Nike have made hoodies before, yeah. and Tony Finau's worn them before. Yeah. But the ones that he's worn, certainly on the PJ Tour, are, all the st- are almost more that kind of a windrunner slash waterproofing material. So yeah, it's like more a- like an overjacket. Yeah, so I think people saw it and thought it's almost like a coat, yeah. if that makes sense. So it wasn't as obvious, whereas what Tyrrell and Jordan and all the Adidas guys were wearing were literally like proper hoodies. If you went to a sports shop and asked for a hoodie, that is what they were wearing. I have a guess what came up on my Instagram uh, ads the other day golf hoodies JD like just just hoodies it's mad isn't it Instagram it, it, listens there isn't that much difference um, but yeah so there was a big kind of hoo-ha should they be allowed should they not be allowed and that's just a crazy conversation to have in 2020 I've got two opinions my first opinion is it's really good because like you said on your Instagram post and Twitter post that blew up it makes golf look cooler so yeah. if, if 
if Dave, who's 42, is watching the golf on the Sunday and his little son, let's call him Max, but that's yeah, what he'd be called. Of course he would. Max is eight years old. He's just come back from footy. Um, and he's watching the golf with his dad. He's not really into golf, but you see someone with a hoodie on. I'm not suggesting that's going to make him want to start playing golf, but it certainly looks more relatable than when people used to work plus fours or whatever. You know, it's moved Correct. on clearly. Yeah. So it does look a bit cooler. And also like the footwear, you know, the yeah. footwear so much more like trainers now. It's like, it is more accepting. Like Max might look in his wardrobe and go, I mean, he probably won't as an eight-year-old, but his mum and dad might look in his wardrobe and go, we don't have to buy him a new outfit here. He's got a hoodie, he's yeah. got a plain hoodie, he's got a pair of trainers, he's got some smart school pants. Mm-hmm. Off you go and play golf. Perfect. So for that reason, I think it's really good. I always... I always like to see golf becoming cooler. It's a big thing for me because I, I always remember, I might have told you this story before, but certainly not. I don't think I've done it on the podcast, but where I lived with mum and dad was right next to the, the bus stop for like the local village or whatever. So I would sometimes walk out of my house and the bus, bus would go past and people who are new, new may well be on the bus. Not that's a big deal. But I remember every Sunday or Saturday when my mum would bring me back from golf with my dad and we'd park at the side of the house on the drive and I'd get my clubs out of the car. If the bus went past, genuinely, and this is bad to admit, I was nervous because I thought if people from school see me with golf clubs, I'm going to look like a real dork. Oh, I don't know why I use that word, but I think like that's, you know what I mean? Like a proper dork. Whereas now, I do feel like, we've said for different reasons, celebrity and footballers, etc., and social media, golf is becoming a little bit cooler and certainly the apparel can help with that. That's great. I think you you definitely agree with that, don't you? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. For me, <clears throat> I saw a lot of news. Uh, to be honest, most of it, pos- actually, most of what I saw was positive. Yeah. Uh, when you're at, it was like nearly a thousand comments on my uh, Instagram post I put on yesterday about it, and you read through, ninety nine percent are positive. I do scratch my head at ones that are negative, saying there's no place for this sort of uh, sort of. Uh, apparel it's like are you are you joking like what does it actually matter um and for me as long as it's not offending anybody like if somebody turned up in a mankini mm-hmm, yeah. that's offending someone yeah if someone if someone arrived in in dress that was as actually offensive yeah, for yeah. people to look at yeah i don't agree that should be worn potentially but bar that as long as you know this is you probably come up with it. Um, you've probably seen this golfer as well. I've seen many a golfer who abides by the dress code mm-hmm. but looks scruffy as hell. Yeah. So the, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they might have the right golf shoes on, on the right pants or the right top, but the jumper's not ironed. It's not. Yeah. It's not. You know, it's not that material where it looks nice even when it's just been dried. Like the golf shoes are caked in mud, the pants don't fit them. And they look worse, in my opinion, from a from a fashion standpoint than somebody wearing a hoodie that looks cool and looks fashionable and it's a nice fit, whatever it may be. The only issue we may have, and this is a random one, the hoodies that like they were wearing are technically a golf hoodie because they've got golf stamped inside them. But are just like we'll actually looked at some today, they've weirdly like, at prayer they started to sell them. So we had a look at them before. Yeah, yeah. And they look like a normal hoodie, which yeah. is fine. The golf shoes now are becoming more and more like a trainer to the point where some of them quite literally are really a trainer where yeah. they have like a G printed on them for golf. <laughs> the benefit to that for me massively is like we said, a young Max who's eight years old can look at golf as being a bit cooler. You know, it's not so much a, a different outfit that you'd wear in day-to-day life. The only possible downside, and this is strange to say, we think about it from an industry point and from us who work in the golf industry is that although brands are selling Adidas golf hoodies, Adidas golf shoes like a trainer, if they are allowed to be worn at the courses, which it sounds like they probably will be, people may just start to wear their own hoodie, which they've already got, their own trainers they've already got, 
will there potentially long-term be a negative effect on the sale of golf apparel for both pros, for retailers, and for the brands? Will it just become apparel? Well, just, like, will it, would it just be where you were, you've yeah. only got a hoodie from JD yeah, Sports, yeah, yeah. where it's the golf yeah. course. So therefore, why are you going to add Adidas golf version? True. So that's the only thing that they would, may possibly... have to, and I've not, like I say, you, you've probably picked up on it quite nicely there. We've probably not seen a, a much of a technology story. No. Like, if it was shower resistant, yeah. and if it was, you know, even like... Super stretchy like in your shoulders. Your, your pockets in the front, of, if they were thermal or something, mm. so you can keep your hands warm, or if you had a little pocket for your bloody pencil or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Well, that's where the shoes are doing it quite well still, because a lot of these trainer-style shoes are still waterproof, yeah. whereas your trainer isn't... So that is, st- and that, weirdly, we went filming the other day a video on course when you with Pete and I was walking around and I wore normal trainers thinking, well, I'm not playing, I'll wear trainers. And my feet got so wet. Yeah. When I wear golf trainers, they don't because they've got waterproof membrane. Yeah. The only other thing, and this is what I said to you before off the podcast, although we're part of the media, if you like, and we're talking about it now. I'm we're raising, part of the cool club. Yeah, raising awareness of it. It actually, golf is my sport, as I said to you before. I've played since I was eight years old. It's kind of my sport. I actually feel borderline embarrassed. This has been such a story because a golfer's worn a hoodie. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I, well, before I even put out that tweet and Instagram on Saturday morning, I was like, or Sunday, whenever it was, thinking, do I actually want to do, why, why am I doing this? It was more because I just wanted to have a stand on it to say, this is where I think, this yeah, is yeah. my thought on it. But like I say, it shouldn't be a topic. It shouldn't have to. I mean, I don't no. blame for doing it. It was a great tweet and it was great to get it out there and, but you shouldn't almost have to, no, should you? No, not at all. So I don't know what's going to happen with it. I'm not offended by it. I know you're not. For me, it's it's whoever, wear, kind of wear what you want as long as it's not actually offending anybody. Um, let's put that to bed. I'm sure we'll see fashion continue to change. Last question, though, on serious note now. Do you think a lot of golf courses will let people on with those hoodies, even if they are the official golf one? Um, like, Jet, would Wentworth normally let on? Imagine if... Well, the only thing, uh, yeah, I think it would Wentworth because um, even um, Nick Doherty yeah. posted a picture of him wearing, playing golf at Wentworth. With Odie on. With yeah, a pre-event. You know, he's a member there and whatever. So, what, you know, I think one of those type of places is probably much more inclusive of it as opposed to somewhere like a Royal Lytham. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or like, a, I think it's more the real, real traditional golf courses. Like, I wouldn't, Wentworth is posh. Yeah. Wentworth is high end. But it, I wouldn't say it's super traditional. It's quite modern still, isn't Correct. it? Correct. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't feel embarrassed walking in there with my trainers on. No, And I probably true. have done. Like, we've been there a couple yeah, yeah. of times. I've probably walked into that clubhouse with my trainers on, not thought of it. But I wouldn't do that at Royal, you know, Royal St. George's or... Um, uh, probably only the royal courses, if I'm honest. Yeah. Or just a really traditional members. Like a Presbury or somewhere Presbury like that. or somewhere like that. Last thing then on this. We've, we're now moving to trainers, really. Okay. Albeit waterproof. We're moving to hoodies. Again, not going to issue with it. Like it. Nike for a long time. And even Adidas have been in this kind of blade collar shirt. So they're essentially not really a polo shirt. Again, fine with that. When is the golf slack going to die then? Why are we still wearing trousers? Why are we not wearing more tracksuit style pants? Possibly. Well, here's a funny one for you. You'll, you'll like this. Go on. I've recently acquired some joggers. Nike joggers. Golf ones. Just joggers? Just joggers. I mean, never... Rick's and I'll enjoy this because Rick, when he gets home from work, lounges around the house with jeans on, your wallet and car keys in your pocket, yeah. and it, oh, it goes through me. I have no issue 
like my wife says, do you want to get, do you want to get in your comfits? I'm like, what? I've, I've got no comfits. Oh, no. My clothes that I'm, I'm in are comfortable. <laughs> so I'll happily sit and watch the TV with my jeans on. I have like a quite a flat wallet. I have that in my back pocket. Often I'll have my car keys in my pocket, my phone, my AirPods. Oh. doesn't offend me at all. Like I don't need to get in my comfits. Have you tried the joggers yet though? I'm completely converted. Yes. <laughs> like ridiculous. I've got three pairs. Black pair, grey pair, and then like a, an Air Jordan. Oh, nice. Like, um, I'm trying to think what material, what have you got now? I've just got jeans on as we speak. Like, a, they're not like a, a, a fluffy material. They're a bit more, I don't know what you call it, the material. Uh, whatever. Unbelievable. So now do you realise why I couldn't believe what you're doing? Unbelievable. So, brings us quite nicely onto our next topic. This will shake the core of your bones. Okay. Actually, I had them on in the Westwood video. Underneath, your, under, oh, I like that. Underneath your uh, waterproof pants. And the reason why I put my waterproof pants on is because I wanted to keep my joggers on. <laughs> you are a changed man, you are. So literally, I went to Wentworth. So we, we were recording this on the Monday. So last six days ago, uh, invited down to Wentworth by BMW to promote the event. We talked about it on the last podcast. And the, the video was to carry for Lee Westwood. I think we did cover that in the last post- podcast, didn't we? Yes. It was really good. It was a good, good video. I wasn't there when you filmed it. Yeah, and but, I... um, annoyingly. I mean, obviously, understand, like, to get in... Well, I'll give you a quick, very quick... Like, to get in the bubble was bloody hard. Mm-hmm. And I could only take one person. So, guy, could, unfortunately, couldn't come. But in a weird way, you'll probably be quite glad. Yeah. Because what I had to go through wasn't nice. So, the day before, so Monday last week, I had to book a private... Um, COVID test, me and my cameraman Harry, because I could take one cameraman I had to work hard for that to be honest so we paid for a, a private a COVID uh, test which you got back in three hours which was pretty impressive to be fair and then that allowed us to get semi-access to Wentworth on the Tuesday so long story short, I drive down to Wentworth on the Tuesday set off at like 6am in the morning had my joggers on for the drive down lovely, like unbelievable comfort, yeah like comfort I've never experienced. I can't believe it. I don't understand. I've never owned joggers. Like what like sweatpants in America. Like a, yeah, like a, yeah. Like a sweatpants. Like a hoodie material look pants. And um Oh, just so good. And they're tight around it, like they're a bit yeah, short. Yeah, you don't want tight around yeah, the ankle. That's what you want this day. You don't want big baggy no, things. So no. nice. So um so I'm I'm in my joggers, I'm driving down to Wentworth and I get to Wentworth and you've got to do another COVID test when you get there. It's the it was the most vile COVID test I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Like her, literally, I've had three now: two myself, two that I've done myself in my car, and then this one that somebody else did. I literally went to the window, and the uh, guy there was full PPE, masks on, you know, gloves up, everything else. And I get to the window, he goes, "Shields here," and I'm like, "Hiya," thinking, "I don't know, I can't even recognise you because I, I can only see your eyes." He's like, right, come on then, open your open your out mouth, <laughs> open my mouth, and he literally, honestly, I gagged about three times. I heaved, <sighs> and I was nearly. Uh, her- if I'd just eaten breakfast, looking at breakfast earlier, it would have been not a nice sight. Anyway, I got the test done, uh, got my test results back again when I was on site after three hours. So I was allowed in the grounds and do my bit, and we we took over the BMW Sports um, Instagram page, and also obviously did the video with Lee Westwood. So I was in my car, in the car park, getting ready. I'm thinking, 
What am I wearing here? Because I'm only caddying. Can I, can I go joggers? I did wonder why you wore waterproof pants, like, Can I go joggers? And I said to Harry, I said, can, can, I, can I pull this look off? And he went, uh, no, I don't think you can. Because <laughs> obviously, walking around Wentworth with Westwood. In fact, I'm trying to pull a picture up. Then so that's why the waterproof pants went over. Correct. So nobody knew. But I was still in ultimate comfort. Well, I'll tell you what, now that you've actually decided to try wearing jogger pants, I'm very impressed. There's a couple of other things I should recommend to you. If you, you like burgers, don't you? There's a place called McDonald's that you should go to. Um, and I know also, I know you well. like watching TV, so uh, you should try Netflix. It's where you can stream anything you want to watch. So maybe try Netflix for McDonald's next week. Let us know how you get on. I'm actually going to... Look. Oh, is that there? They look quite good, actually. So, maybe yeah. put on the uh, Instagram story. If you're not following Instagram, it's at the Rick Shields Golf Show. I'll show you a picture of my joggers. Yeah. At Wentworth with joggers on. Talk about breaking fashion barriers. That, that was Rick Shields right there. So yeah. Anyway, long story short, it really cool video with Westwood. Um, it's done well actually. Took it. I'm I'm gonna air it. It took him a while to warm up. Yeah, I thought that watching it. There was a comment on that. I saw quite a high up comment. It was like, but it came off well on you because somebody said you could tell at the start of the video Westwood wasn't really like thinking. Just let's get this done yeah. over and done with. And by the end, he was loving it. I think it's quite hard for player commitments. Yeah. If I'm honest, so they are. You know, they are there to play in a golf tournament. And obviously, they get looked after by sponsors. Lee Westwood is a BMW ambassador. So therefore, he has to give some time to BMW for allowing, you know, the sponsorship, etc., whatever partnership he has. So BMW uh, levered that into doing a video with me. I thought we came up with an idea that was fun enough for him to just be able to play golf because that's the that's the one thing they don't want to be doing. They don't want to be not playing golf. Like they don't want to be put in a situation they're not used to. And they also they don't want to be doing things that, like cringy. Yeah, they're exactly. Be like, just rubbish. Now I have met Westwood a few times. I actually did a video with him years and years ago at, at Royal uh, Wimbledon. Um, so I know him. We we spoke a few times. Um, so when I first got, got with him and meeting him, he, he was just a bit off. Mm. He was just not quite into it. And I was like, oh, God, I really have got to work hard here. So I turned up the volume of Rick Shields' likeness yeah. level. You know, I've got it in me. Not all the time, but I turned it up. That Rick and the one that I actually see day-to-day is two different men. <laughs> totally different people. Totally different. So, uh, yeah, I turned up that volume, got him on side, and we got off to an absolute screaming start, which helped on the 14th hole. I, I cutted him for a 7-9 into a, an amazing tee shot, and we just got rolling from there. So, yeah, he definitely warmed up, and I think he really enjoyed the concept. And from what I hear, he really enjoyed the video. Uh, big subscriber of the channel, um, mm. liking the video. I'm sure he'll share it around again. But, no, it's cool, and it's nice to see him do okay this week. I think if I'd have on the bag we would have done worse so I think he made the right choice not to you had different energy about you I think it was the pants now I know it you just looked comfortable throughout I was, I was faster you were faster you looked comfortable you had a smile on your face so from now on let's have you recording all videos in jogging pants you know what was funny when someone said like Rick looks so weird without a golf club and when I look back at it, I'm, I don't know if you notice, but I'm holding the monopod. Yeah, I saw that. Because I just yeah. needed something to like hold. A, well, that's like when, when a player hits a good shot into the green often from like 150 yards, they'll grab the putter and it's kind of like partly because they're chuffed and partly like just that comfort blanket yeah. almost. I, I just felt naked. Anyway, right. course was mint and the video was good. It was a good video. Congrats on that because it was good. I had little to no input on that whatsoever. Um, we've had loads of emails this week. As I said last week, it's borderline too many, but keep them. Don't let that put you off because I do enjoy seeing them and Rick enjoys reading. You, you, it's good for you, Rick. You just get to see the good ones. Yeah. You don't get to see the rubbish ones. Not that there are many rubbish ones, but there are a few. So this week, we've had loads of emails about last week's topic of the man that wanted to play golf from the dear Rick that his wife wasn't really Oh, yeah. So many different I told opinions. my wife about that. Yeah, it's a she, No, not really. 
But what did happen was actually, we, do you remember I said about some of my mates annoying me that they have to get a pass off the girlfriend? Yeah. Randomly, if you're my friend. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I just listen to the podcast now, so they kind of heard that I was semi slagging them off. So if you are listening, any of my friends, I didn't really mean it. Um, but we have got another um, dear Rick this week. Okay. But firstly, we've had a really good email, and um, if you've got a really good email, email it to us podcast at rickshields.com. It's from David. Now, I'm not going to even attempt to read David's surname, I'm going to show it to you and see what you can do with it. Ostergaard. I think it actually is, to be fair, yeah. David Ostergaard. Uh, he's from Michigan in the USA. And it's titled Nike, Nike Golf Equipment Nostalgia. Okay. So we kind of had me straight away yeah. from obviously my previous life. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to say what I used to do because people get annoyed or what my handicap is. But he said, obviously... Or how far you hit it. Yeah, well, that's actually coming up later on. But he said, obviously, <laughs> Nike have stopped making golf equipment for several years now. And it was actually August of 2016. But... Um, so yeah, it's four years. Wow, it's ridiculous. He said, what product do you wish they still made? I recently came across a Nike PD soft golf ball and it brought back memories because it was the ball I played when I was younger before moving into the more premium resin balls. I played it for about a round and a half before losing it, but it made me miss when Nike was still making equipment. What do you miss? Keep up the great work, podcasts and videos. So I knew you were never a massive fan of the Nike hardware per se. I've got something I think Nike, I've got two things I think Nike could have done for longer. Okay. I want to hear what you think. If any, or it could be negative. You could say no, that you no, think they should have. 
you're probably right. I was never massively sold on the mm-hmm. drivers personally. They weren't the longest, and that's. I just felt like you know when they just got the color right, the performance the, dipped. Yeah. And when the performance was better. The color kind of changed too much, and I get what they were trying to do, obviously. Um, so for me, there was two two areas I thought they nailed. Mm-hmm. Number one, the forgiving iron. Yeah. So I remember testing one of my very, very early videos, Nike Slingshot yes. Irons. With like the bar across the back. And I still said, I'm sure I said it in the video, these are the easiest irons I've ever hit. Mm-hmm. And I'll probably still say that right now today. I mean, they were unbelievable. A little bit ugly in size and everything else, but forgiveness-wise, they were unbelievable. Gave a proper flight and everything. So I, I really think they nailed that side of it. And then the other one for me is the really classic blade. Yeah. Like just the clean, you probably know the name better than me. Just a really clean blade with the Nike swoosh. Yeah, unbelievable. It was just clean on it. So just nice. I would have a set now. Like yeah, literally, yeah. if someone I've seen some on Instagram actually, you know they've been refurbed. Yeah, yeah. Look, I might just buy a set. They look so good. Hundred. That literally, you took the words out of my mouth. Pretty much, it was two two areas I think they could have. Obviously, for Nike, the big thing was they wanted athletes, as they call them, to be through the bag athletes. So literally, driver all the way to ball. So that's why if you think about Rory, Tiger, uh, Bowen, Dippy, Scott, in and out. But Tiger, um, you and know, Tiger do what he wants. Yeah, but all all your athletes when they signed Brooks Kepka, Tony Finau's, etc., it was always a through the bag deal. And even with apparel, ideally, it was supposed to be no logos, just a swoosh. And you see a bit more. You see the odd guy now who has Nike apparel and different. This is uh, Victor Hovland were Nike, I think. Or someone, somebody like that that wears Nike, wears Nike shoes. Yeah, like that exactly. So they don't wear. It used to be everything. Yeah. And even Westwood actually has had the shoes There's before. Quite a and, few now athletes that just wear the shoes. Yeah, it used to just be it's all or nothing. And same with club and ball. So whereas you get some brands now that are very well known for certain parts of the bag and not so well in others, Nike went to do everything. And I think that was where they went wrong. The, the drivers and the metals, as obviously they called them were never as powerful as other brands. And certainly, like you said, the Vapor and the Vapor Fly, that was when you started to get your M1s and that coming out, and they were so far behind. I think, like you said, Irons was where they were really strong. And interestingly, if you look at when Nike announced they were stopping making club and ball, and all the athletes, essentially, the contracts got kind of favoured. but they got Well, they still got the money, but they'd have to use the stuff. It was a win-win. Pretty much straight away, they all got rid of the ball, all got rid of the driver. But irons for a lot of the guys, like Tommy was one, and even Rory took a bit of a while. To swap the irons was hard because yeah. they were just so simple and so nice. To be fair, Tommy kept the driver in for a long time. Yeah, he didn't. Did he, he three would have think as well. But the irons for me were as good. Maybe, you know, I'm not saying they were as good as Mizuno, etc. But they were really good. Yeah, really good. Um, I think, so like you said, from blade through to chunky cavity, they had that kind of nailed on. And also, now you think it's a bit controversial. I do think. The ball was decent. It wasn't where it needed to be, admittedly. But the technology they had in that resin ball, it was still far too clicky. So that's why if you went from a Pro V1 to a resin, you wouldn't really like it. But performance-wise, that resin black in particular went miles. Yeah, it was Like I say, performance-wise, it was a decent ball. It was just, it get it around the it. green, chipping and putting with it. It was just a bit there. And then you actually linked it with the resin putter as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, it sounded like two bricks clattering together, which was a real shame because, like I say, looks-wise, I've always been a big fan of the aesthetics I'm going to put a little asterisk there, bar some of the colours. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. mean all the colours either. No, no. Like, and that's that's a very, very, very personal you know, perspective. And it sounds daft for me saying that because I've got a blue three-wood in the bag. But I think drivers is the one where you've just got to be a little bit more, 
inclusive of everybody. Like you can be a bit more experimental with a fairway wood or a rescue or whatever. Or even if you ca- brought it in a special edition, mm-hmm. like you brought it out in black or grey, and it sounds a bit boring, I know, but then bring out a blue version. Yeah. I get that, but it was just when it, every one of them was blue and Or, or and even make it vault or pink or blue underneath the driver. Yeah. So when you walk just into a shop, top. yeah, when you walk into a shop, you can see it. When an athlete's swinging it, you can see it. But then when you put it down behind the ball to, for your fitting or whatever, it's just a nice black or grey head. Yeah. Speaking of drivers with black or grey heads... This is coming out Tuesday, so tomorrow we will have a big, 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 big... Thursday. Thursday. We will have a big, 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 big video coming out. Can we do a little bit of wetting the whistle? <laughs> um, yes, we can. So, new Titleist drivers. We said they were coming out in Snoptober. <laughs> uh, that's actually a lie. Uh, it's actually coming out on the 15th of October. So, embargo lifts. We're going to release our video uh, do we know what time? It's 2 p.m. UK time. So 2 p.m. UK time. Make sure you are watching the Facebook and YouTube channels uh, for the video to be released. Now, regarding testing, I would say this is one of the, the most thorough tested drivers drivers I've ever done. Yes. There's two of them. And I've had them for two weeks, professionally fitted, and we have tested the hell out of them. Um, video coming soon. I think even when you got fitted, that was almost as many balls as sometimes hit with other, it was such an not necessarily the fitting but after the fitting you kept hitting balls hitting yeah. balls hitting balls and got really familiar with the drivers yeah that's probably the best word familiar I wouldn't say it improved any of the, the testing as such no it just got me more familiar and, and I knew more about the drivers so yeah they're going to come out on Thursday be interesting to see quite a few players have switched into it uh, Matt Fitzpatrick switched into it this this week even after being uh, in his uh, M1 or M2 driver for donkey's years there's quite a few golfers switching into him um so stay tuned to watch the review of that i feel like if you were to rank the order of and i'm going to take your swerve on this rather than mine because I, I don't want mine to ever be perceived as a bias or anything rank the three top three driver manufacturers in terms of what popularity popularity i'd go tailor-made yeah wouldn't argue probably callaway yeah probably ping so like do Titleist deserve to be out of the top three? No, but I think times change. If you ask me that same question That's back in 2005, I mean. yeah. I'd have gone Titleist. Yeah. Because everyone had one. I had a 9 at 3K, 9 yeah. 10. Everyone had, had Titleist drivers. It just feels... Tell you what driver. Was it the 913 or the 915? There was one of them. Possibly yeah, the 915. Just that was a bit poor. And because of the release of driver every two years, that really had a bit of a negative. We have four years then to catch up. You well, have, yeah. Effectively, you've a got good four, one, a bad yeah. one, and then it... it's too long almost. But they have the hardcore fan base, um, so we'll see. We'll see if that ranking changes. Well, by the time some people listen to this, obviously the video will have gone live, so yeah. they'll know exactly your opinion on it. The people that haven't seen it yet, it's a good video. Go and I think we've not watched the edit <laughs> no, yet. We've, not, we've just filmed it. So you ready for Derek? Go for it. Well, they've been quite like um, this one's again an Somber. anonymous one. Oh no, wait there, I'm confused. It. Yeah, this is an anonymous one. Oh, he's not actually said, but I'm going to keep him anonymous, and I'm just showing off that I, I can just keep quite saying the like word that. anonymous. Yeah, I just quite um, like that fact that Derek is anonymous anyway. Yeah, I do. It's not as kind of. Um, it's very personal, this one, but it's quite a good, solid question. Okay. Do you know what his title of the um, email was? Um, 
how many elephants can you fit in a swimming pool? No, it was just deer rick. <laughs> and I liked that because when I was looking for some content to use for today, I just saw it and thought, right, that's a deer rick. I'll read it and it was quite good. <laughs> so it was like the anti-clickbait work this time. So it's like, it's gone full circle now. It's like, by not clickbaiting me, you're kind of clickbaiting me. Love that. Um, so just put deer rick. I took up golf back at the start of the year after a seven-year hiatus. Sorry, she took golf back up at the start of the year after a seven-year hiatus. After a few months, I was shooting mid to high 70s pretty consistently. So that's really good, isn't it? Yeah, really good. I then stopped mid-year for 10 weeks uh, for the local rugby season. Since finishing rugby and picking back up the golf, I can barely break 90. I'm still striking the ball well for tea and putting all right, but my irons are so inconsistent and I can't chip around the greens to save my life. I've lost all confidence in my golf and can't see myself ever breaking 80 again. Do you have any tips, Rick, on how to get my confidence back to start playing better golf again? Some That's a great one. Roller coaster that. of a year. It's one of those, unfortunately, and, and this is a great saying, I can't quite remember who said it. I think it was Hogan or Nicholas. It takes a thousand shots to build confidence and one to shatter it. Wow. Yeah. Like it, and it really does like how many times you've been to a driving range and you can literally hit a hundred balls or however many and you are just striping it. Mm-hmm. You just shank one and boom, the whole deck of cards comes down. It just suddenly feels like you cannot hit anything. And it is quite hard. You might hear a bit of uh, work outside at the moment. Sorry, there's a bit of a, uh, I think they fit in the top tracers. Um, it is quite a challenge to get that confidence back. I would do two things. I would try and master, get one of those areas back first. So you mentioned about not being able to chip well and not hitting your irons well, etc. Well, focus on one first. Yeah. I would probably go chipping first. Cause I feel like if you can chip well, you're not as precious about hitting your irons as perfect. If you don't hit the green, you can still chip and put. So spend a bit of time getting your short game. Fall in love with your short game again. Remember what you were doing well when you were playing well. And also, this is my, honestly my tip, probably for you not to go and have a golf lesson. Now, that sounds a bit the wrong way, but you've obviously got it in you to play good golf. Go and fall in love with it again. Like, just go to a chip and green twice a week and just be you again. Like, get those creative juices flying again. You don't need to change anything. You just need to get back up and running. And then once you feel confident with that, do the same with your irons. Like, go to the driving range with just your irons and, and get that flare back. Be a bit more, you know, reactive as opposed to being so, you know, potentially technical because that might be the route you're looking down. If the if the gap was bigger, like if it was two or three, five years, whatever, between the, the good golf and the bad golf, yeah, I'd probably say go and get some coaching. But it's so soon after each other, because there's been a bit of a, a pause in the middle, it's probably because of just, you know, you, you, you've you fallen off the wagon a little bit just because of confidence. So try and get your confidence back. Don't look into it too much technical. Start with your short game and then master another area. Good answer. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, it's such a hard one to, to answer that because um, you don't know how much was he playing at the start of the year. So after a few months, I was shooting mid to high 70s pretty consistently. And then I stopped playing for 10 weeks. If he was playing every single day, let's just say that's a lot of golf. To have 10 weeks off and now I'm playing once a week again. He might just be a very much a timing player. Yeah. Like he might play better the more he plays. And some golfers are like that where they rely on a bit of um, tempo and, and, you know, finesse where others can pick up a club once every six months and play great. Like where I used to work um, at Mere Golf and Country Club, there was a tennis coach there and he played off three handicap. He played twice a year and every time he played, he just killed it. He played so impressive golf, but every day he taught 
tennis mm. so every day he's doing a movement he's yeah. doing an action Do you know yeah so yeah, he's yeah. keeping that even though he's not beating balls every day i mean his, his uh, talent was incredible where other golfers do have to work tremendously hard to get down to that level just because it's not as natural to them potentially so try and get your flair back and then you'll i'm sure you'll get back into it again nice i like yeah. the derrick sections you get quite a serious answer don't you i really have to listen yeah, I, I do notice that. By the way, I've got a creaky chair if you keep hearing that. But when I read them out, I look every now and again at you and you really like in thought. I've sometimes a lot of pressure. Like looking away and thinking, right, let me just, let me get, let me get this right. <laughs> well, you're not the first, because where, where we sat at the moment, t- uh, Tim, Guy is sat on the uh, the hot seat, that I call it, when students come in and see me for the first time. I say, come and, come and jump on the hot seat. Let me find out everything about you. So I'm very much, this is like a therapy situation. I'm very much listening to, to you in your position. I feel like you've I'm got sat- a little barrier as well. You've got like a laptop and it's quite cosy and I'm like in the it. open. I know, I've got a radiator behind me and everything. Anyway, next. So normally... There's a big, 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 big. I, th- I keep doing that when I'm doing yeah, I keep just saying that. Yeah, why have I keep I'm doing that? I'm seeing like sound waves, yeah, like these big, like, big, bigs. I don't know why I'm doing that. So like you, just, I, you know what I like about it? You, you're, you're building it up. Yeah. Okay. Like last week, you were a little bit pessimistic. Yeah. This week, you're very positive. Last week, it was glass half empty. Correct. This week, it's half full. Correct. Of the monster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Normally, we have a big criteria for listener of the week. You know it by now. It's send us an email, podcastrickshields.com. It's hi, Guy and Rick. It's your screenshots. It's, it's all that kind of stuff, in it? Until now. Until this week. Possibly going changed. forward. This week, um, I was planning the podcast, as, as we do, and... Guy had the power it, there in wasn't, his hands. There, I did. I had loads of... I wanted to use that power. And I'll be honest, I didn't really have a good listener of the week. Probably was a few emails sent, and I may go back and look at some of the old ones in future. So don't fret if you sent an email. But I wanted some quick and fast and easy so on the rick shields golf show podcast instagram we did a little post asking for people to ask questions which we're going to go through some of those today a lot of them were actually on hoodies nice we've so we've covered that but i then did a comment myself and pinned it and put someone who likes this comment will get listener of the week nice. 189 likes wow and i'm just literally going to scroll down now and pick somebody okay completely at random and the person who has got listener of the week can you remember the theme tune well, there's currently an ambulance or a, or a police car going past. So, uh, yeah. So I'm still scrolling. Okay. I'm going to randomly stop any second now. Three, two, one, now. Sam Laycock. Is that just the first name you've been able to pronounce? No, there's a few, but it's just the one that it has to stop my thumb on. Sam Laycock, 97. It's listener of the week. Very good. Well done, Sam. You thoroughly deserve it. I think the tip for everybody listening who wants to be a listener of the week, just follow me on everything. Yes. You've. Who knows where it's going to pop up next week? It could be on Facebook. It could be on YouTube. It could be on Twitter. It could be on TikTok. <laughs> Doubtful on TikTok, but it could be. It's going to be, be somewhere. Li- could be on LinkedIn. Yeah, it could could well be. It could be done by post. <laughs> so make sure you're following on everywhere. One day you might see, just see a banner flying past saying... Take a picture of this banner and become listener of the week. That's what it could be. I'll tell you what, we have got a few exciting videos coming this week, actually, haven't we? Today's a coaching one. Yeah, not so exciting, but good. Next one is probably Titleist Drivers. Yeah. And also then we did a video where we surprised... We mentioned this, I think, last week. Oh, yeah, because we've only just done it, We've only just done it, but that's coming. We've seen some footage of that, and it's come out really well. Yeah. And obviously, as we said, there's a... We'll let you guys know now. I think we said, you can win a driver... So make sure you're watching because there's yeah. one to give away. Yeah. So be early. Correct. Comment. Right. I'm going to fly through some uh, some questions. Do golf shoes make a difference to your game? For me, 
they do in certain conditions. Wet grass, I have to wear spikes yeah. of some description. Um, is it worth getting a budget launch one as to such as a Garmin G80? It depends on the situation. I feel like as long as you've got space to swing and you feel like you want to know your numbers, definitely worth investing in a personal launch monitor. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve Smallman, a good friend of mine, um, if a Tor Pro was to play a round of regular golf on their own or with friends, which they probably obviously do, mm-hmm. would they score as well with no caddy? I think yes, because I think the, the lack of pressure from the tournament would be more beneficial than the caddy. There's quite a lot of times where you'll see in the off-season over Christmas or when there's a break or whatever, where the tour players will go home and spend some time at home and play their local golf courses with the pals and suddenly they're shooting like course records mm. like it's going out of fashion because they're so in tune with their golf that as soon as they put it on a on a normal golf course, you know, Steve knows what golf... If, if Steve, if they played my local golf course, they would definitely be shooting low 60s, oh, yeah. guaranteed. Um, and that's no disrespect to the course. It's just they are so tuned in. Be a bit like if an F one, if Lewis Hamilton literally jumped on the the roads of a road round here. That doesn't make sense. Could be fast <laughs> <laughs> in a normal car. It's not as fast. It would still be fast. It's Lewis Hamilton. I've got one for you, Rick. Have you ever put a club in the bag? that was statistically worse than another club, but it looked so much better. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Of course he has. Of course. It, listen, I used to be a magpie. Anything shiny, it was in the bag. Used to be. You still are, really. Well, a little bit. Um, do, 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 any, any, are there any benefits to wearing a glove? Yeah. Grip. Yeah. I honestly, even if... I rem- Here's a really funny story. I went on a stag do years ago in Leeds, and... Uh, one of the one of the lads, I think the stag was into golf, and we hired a simulator, like a, a you know one of these fun simulators in town. We're all drinking, having a good time. Did you present it? Hi guys, welcome <laughs> to the stag do. Everyone, I'm Rick Shields, your host for the evening. Make sure you like and subscribe. <laughs> and um, I had a few beers and whatever, and it was only quite early on in the day, so I wasn't hammered by that point. And uh, we're in the simulator, and we're having a longest drive tournament, right? So everyone's like, obviously taking the mick out of me. Mm-hmm. Go on, right then, go on, hit it. Go on, Shieldsy. And I. I had no glove. Makes a difference. I had no shoes. Do you want to know the funny bit? Go on. So I didn't, th- I thought it'll be fine. Just yeah. hold on tight. Oh, I didn't. Palms were a little bit sweaty. Oh, right? He's weak, arms are heavy. He's nervous, but on the stroke, he's calm, ready to drop palms. But he keeps on forgetting what his mum said. <laughs> wow, that was good. And uh, <laughs> I might just clip that. And um, so I stood up there, pressure, little sweaty hands. I, I, I don't hold back. Yeah. I go for it with like a Dunlop crappy driver yeah. right I'm luckily managed to make contact with the ball soon after the club slipped oh out of my hand God. hit the top of the simulator oh my snapped days. in half oh my days. right so now I'm thinking how do I cover this like how do I cover this I, I meant to do that <laughs> so I covered it luckily I don't know how but nobody was filming it I said it snapped on impact oh that's quite good I said it wasn't oh god I said I must have swung it too fast. Oh, you've done really well there. So I co- recovered really quick. But yeah, if anyone's listening from that stag do from like eight years ago, I basically let go of the club and it snapped up against the roof. Um, that's a weird question. Our opinion on second-hand Nike golf club still any good? Yeah. <laughs> if you get irons wedges. Someone said, here, Rick, would you trade Guy in for a monster sponsorship? Ooh. Close, wouldn't it? I wow. wouldn't blame you. No, I wouldn't. I think I'd have to pay him off. <laughs> I'd have to pay him redundancy in <laughs> monsters. <laughs> um, do right. Are we done? 
What? How long has this one been? Because we said an hour was forty-seven. I don't mind the short and snappy. I'll tell you what. We'll end on. I've got a, a really simple nightmare golf shot. Go for it. It's not the best ever. Um, let me just check. Actually, oh yeah, it is actually quite a good one. This one, <laughs> but he wanted to say anonymous weirdly, but I don't think he should need to. But I will do anyway. Obviously, love the podcast. I know this subject might not seem like a golf shot was a complete nightmare, but it haunts me every night, despite happening nine years ago. Okay, so I was in. I'd only recently taken up golf as a few guys I worked with like around on a Saturday morning, but none of them drove. So they recruited the 21-year-old me to join their group of 40 to 60-year-olds purely for the fact I could pick them up and drop them off. So that's quite clever from them, isn't it? They can yeah. don't drive, have a few pints, get a lift home with a young lad from work, done. <laughs> One sunny Saturday morning in the middle of May 2017, we arrive at the golf course and tee off. Why, do, why does everyone sound the same on Nightmare Golf Stories? I think it's the way I read it. <laughs> but it's like the way that it's written, it always yeah, sounds the same. Really that's well good. written, though. Um, we arrive at the golf course and tee off. Three holes in. I just in. love the details sometimes. Uh, I, I really, that's the downside. When they're really long, I think this is a long one, but then I really enjoy the detail. Yeah. So it's just three holes in, we come to a par three, 155 yards, and the flag is at the back of the green. I pull out my five iron and hit a very rare, decent shot. The ball flies off the club face and dead straight, the kind of ball flight every golfer dreams of. The ball hits the turf, takes a soft bounce, and disappears. The other guys take their tee shots and we make our way to the green. As we approach in the flag, I can't see my ball anywhere until I see a ball sitting in one of the holes on the green. However, no flag in the hole. I quickly realise I've holed my tee shot into one of the two holes in the green that are not in use but haven't been filled in yet. So where the flag used to be, they've why? not filled it back in. Why have they not filled it in? I have no in? idea. I ended up dropping the ball out of the hole and then four-putted. Ever since this day, I've lived with the knowledge that I've had a hole-in-one, but it's a fake one, and this will haunt me until the day I die, or get a proper hole-in-one. I hope no one ever feels this pain. Wow. So that's a weird one for me, because it's like, obviously it's not a hole-in-one, it's the random hole on the green. But you've hit a shot, and then found your ball in a hole. So it's kind of that same sensation to some level of degree, but then he's four-putted and got a five. It's weird, that, isn't it? Yeah. I don't. I, I just scratch my head why there was extra holes left in the green. Well, um, even one wouldn't really make sense because you you move the hole, don't you, and put the old yeah, bit yeah. back in the other bit. There might be a, a space of ten seconds where the greenkeeper's literally carrying the solid turf from yeah. one to an, another where you'd have two holes. I've played a golf course though with two holes in every green. Yeah, I have. There was a black flag and a white flag. Power play golf. Something like that. It's it died a, off, didn't it? I remember that. In about the early early to mid-2000s, it was like a franchise, and you came to your golf club, and you did two holes on each hole. Yeah. And it was nine-hole comp, and you had to say on the tee if you're going to go for the power play hole. That's right. That's and you got right. more Stalford points for doing so. Yeah. But because it wasn't a handicapped comp, they would put them in outrageous positions that yeah. were kind of illegal on for normal tournaments. Or, yeah. yeah. It was quite a good way of doing it. Um, that just die off. I think it is one of those things. It was owned by obviously a business that would have essentially charged a golf club a fee to utilise the idea and the extra hole or whatever, but probably didn't really return much, I guess. And ultimately, no. you could just do it yourself, couldn't you? Just put two holes in your local yeah, course yeah. and say something else. Um, it's good, wasn't it? It wasn't bad. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a phone call in 40 minutes. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Exciting phone call about the podcast, everybody. We've had a few, actually. Yeah, I, know. I don't want to jinx it, but... Things are start, listen, the podcast is starting to make waves. People are starting to notice with the number one podcast in golf and they're going, hold on, I want a slice of that. So next episode is going to be action-packed. 28 minutes of the podcast is going to be adverts. Yep. 
So hold on to your hands. You've had for it that. free for forty-three episodes <laughs> now, so don't complain. <laughs> Only joking. We'll always be very, very talented. The people with that, that we're talking to are are the big, the big, the big dogs. But super authentic to who we, you know, we've done this for so, jokes aside, we joke, but we've done this for so long now just because we really enjoy it. So we would only ever have a, a partner or a sponsor that is actually our podcast like. history is almost as treasured and protected as the organisation we potentially going to work with oh yeah wow <laughs> it's almost the, it's almost like this they go hand in hand yeah <laughs> guys stay tuned <laughs> um thanks for listening 52 minutes don't think that's bad yeah it's good i'll see you next week i was gonna make a joke about jogging pants but i couldn't think of any so just i honestly changed my life <laughs> changed my life <laughs>Deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey. It's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.